Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. <laughs> this is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Hey, PMP Posse. Welcome back, Posse. Hey, y'all. We back. We are back for episode two of season four. And last week, if you missed it, make sure that you download the episode. But we talked about being back, one. And we talked about, what we talk about? Relationship PTSD. Relationship PTSD, that is right. Um, so please tune in if you had not already. But um, hopefully, you know, you all learned something from that if you listened last week and are able to apply it to have better relationships let's start off our episode as we do every week with our royal moment and today i have the royal moment oh go ahead. <laughs> our royal moment is a time where we salute some queens doing some amazing things so celeste has our royal moment for today Yes, so today's royal moment goes out to uh, Aisha Duran, who is a integrative and nutrition health coach, what I aspire to be in my spare time. Um, and um, on Instagram, she is the, the underscore happy mommy health coach. Um, and what I really love about her and her, her movement, so to speak, is how she really just inspires moms to sort of see past all of these titles that we have. Like we have mom, some have wives, daughters, sisters, potentially friends, part, business, entrepreneur, like all of these titles. And you can, um, even if you're not a mom, but you can sometimes get lost in those titles and um, lost in who you are. Um, so I felt that real deep, real, real deep, real, real deep down in my spirit because, you know, <laughs> As I have gained titles over the years, um, most most notably becoming a mom, I have found that I have lost parts of me and um, maybe not even lost completely, but had to put so many other parts of myself on hold. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just important to, you know, learn to realign and balance your titles. Um which we'll we'll get into a little bit today on our on our show today. So, shout out to Aisha and her movement and and inspiring mommies to reclaim find themselves. their titles. <laughs> yes, reclaim their titles. <laughs> Celeste, based on what you just said, do you feel like your identity has revolved around or now revolves around your children as opposed to who you used to be, like just this nurse? Well, not yeah, just definitely. trainers, but right. No, I hear you. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I feel like it has shifted to this mommy role primarily, but I think that over time, as kids, you know, as your kids get older, you can balance that out and recalibrate, and you don't have to be in mommy mode a hundred percent of the time. You know, once you're when you have a little infant, a little baby, you are there. So you know, you are there. They're so provider, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as they grow older and, you know, they 
branch out a little bit. They, you know, they running around, they doing their own thing. You can, as we are, as myself and Maya are doing now, you can do other things and um, sort of get back in touch with that other, those other parts of you. So, well, yes, that is my primary title right now, I would say. I'm in the phase of my life where I'm starting to recalibrate and rebalance all of the titles that I have. Okay, mother. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, shout out to uh, Miss Durham for her work in helping other mothers who haven't yet reclaimed those titles. Um, so thank you for shouting her out, Celeste. And now we are going to fix some raggedies. And just always got a raggedy, right? Just always know <laughs> okay. a raggedy. Right, Jess, where, where do you be finding these people? Like, where... <laughs> Where is Jess P? Where like, is Jess P? Right. All right, wait, wait, we're going to let her get into it. So now we're about to move into our sixth second, which is the time when we fix those raggedy crowns that Jess mainly, but we do also see around yeah. there. <laughs> so I was going to throw that disclaimer out there that I'm not going to keep meeting up with you guys this way. I'm not going to always have the sixth second because it seems like I only know raggedy people and that's not the case. <laughs> Lately, you know, people have just been doing some really raggedy things. And I just, you know, I just want to let them know. I mean, this particular lady, I, I did let her know. But um, let me get into the story. Uh-oh. Uh, Miss Ma'am. So I do have a part-time job in which part of the uniform, I have to wear an apron. And uh, in my apron, I always have like my phone, trash, uh, like work notes bottles, all types of stuff in the in the apron. So this one particular lady comes in and I greeted her at the door like, hey, ma'am, how are you today? How can I help you? And she looks at me and proceeds to walk towards my stomach and goes, oh, my goodness, your bump is so cute. Nope. Oh, my goodness. Nope. Congratulations. As no, she nope. did not. For my stomach, I smacked her hand and was like, First of all, ma'am, please don't touch me. No. Second of all, I'm not pregnant. There are items in my pocket. Third of all, don't address me like that ever again. Like, ma'am, don't do that. Fail. Do oh, my gosh. That. <laughs> That's a fail. Yeah, I've done that before. When I was, when I was like a teenager, I was working at my first job. So I was like 16, 17 years old. So in my defense, I was young. But I, I would never make that mistake again. It's it can be offensive. But not your bump is so cute. And your they go to touch so it, even if you are pregnant, ma'am. Don't touch me. You don't know me and I don't know you. Do not put your hands on me. <laughs> and I'm surprised, I'm surprised in this post-COVID world that we live in that people would even reach out to touch someone else like that. Um yeah. like I've I've had people touch my hair and I was extremely offended. But in the post-COVID world. Touching is not allowed. That's right. No, no, not at all. So what did she say? She when she realized that I was not with child and I started pulling the items out of my apron. <laughs> she was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. I, I feel like an idiot. I'm so embarrassed. You should be. I was yeah, like, but thank you, ma'am, for letting me know that you think that I'm big. And I walked away. <laughs> So wait, was she like an older lady, younger lady? She was she was older. She was definitely old enough to know better. Okay. <laughs> 
Gotcha. She was older, but she didn't look like she had like mental health going on or anything like that, or like she was elderly. So like, she could legit be held accountable. She, yeah, yes. We hold her yeah, accountable. She, so, yeah, we hold her accountable for her actions. So she definitely gets this raggedy crown. Yes, this week. she definitely um, gets the raggedy crown because number one, don't touch anybody. <laughs> Even if you yeah. know them, do not touch them. You do not have yeah. permission. And then on top of that, the assumption, ma'am. It's the audacity, though. Yeah. And I think we've talked about that before, like, not assuming um, that people are pregnant. And, yeah. And even if you do know that they're pregnant, don't touch their stomach. So. Agreed. When I was pregnant with Camille, I was asked if I was carrying twins, which is highly offensive. um, People are so rude. (laughs) Like, I get I'm pregnant. I get my belly looks larger probably than it quote unquote should, right? Because we all carry different, baby sizes are different. If you've had multiple pregnancies before, your belly could, you know, et cetera. But right. how are you just going to assume that I'm carrying multiples? Like, rude, rude. And I feel like people say that all the time without thinking like, oh my gosh, is it twins? Like, do people not realize how offensive that is? Right, yeah. <laughs> and And also... On the other end of the spectrum, I feel like when I was pregnant, I didn't get as many congratulations as I thought I would, probably because people are in this era of, I'm not assuming, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got congratulations towards the end, like where it was like, oh yeah, sis, you definitely oh, yeah. pregnant, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And then also like leaving the doctor's office, like going up and down, like people would know like, oh yeah, this is where the pregnant women go. So, you know, I've got right. a couple of comments there, but other than that, like out and about, most of the time people didn't say anything. I was surprised by that, Mike, because we talked about that. Remember, mm-hmm. I, I remember I, I like braced you for impact. I was like, girl, be ready because these people out here is trifling. I've experienced it with my first pregnancy. People, is, people are rude. But then you, like you said, you didn't have that same experience. So it's good to know that there are some, there are people out there with good common sense. Right. And, you know, <laughs> don't want to offend people. I also think it's because they're like, within the past couple of years, there was a post out about people who have larger stomachs and how you shouldn't assume that they're pregnant because it could be like fibroids. It could be other type of health issues and like stomach issues that causes them to bloat. So maybe people actually took heed to that advice and started saying, you know, I'm not going to say anything unless I know for sure. And that's good if they did. That's good. Yeah. All right. So thank you, Jess. Um, I guess people know don't be raggedy, touching people's stomach, assuming that they're pregnant. <laughs> right? Just, you know, proceed with caution. All right. So we are going to go straight into our topic today, which is work life balance, or is that even a thing? Like what is, what like is, what is that? Right. Because <laughs> we be real imbalance. Like it's some unbalancing, yes. it's some imba- like whichever way not balance. That, that's how it be. Um, so we are going to go straight into it. And we are going to start with Jess on her journey of where is Jess P and work-life balance. Yes. So on today's segment of where is Jess P, we talk about work-life balance often. We give really helpful tips, then life starts lifing, and then we're back to square one yet again. 
And I'm here today just to say, just keep swimming because it's hard to stay balanced. So even if you have to take one day, start over, get reorganized, just do it. You have to start somewhere. I'm also taking a different approach on what work-life balance means because it's not necessarily 50-50, which is what most people think it should be. Sometimes it can be 20-80, sometimes it could be 90-10, but the biggest problem comes when the work-life balance is 100 versus zero. And if that's the case, you have to make sure that you take some time for yourself, turn your mind off, relax, and do something that really helps you to get back on the scale. So Jess, you said it doesn't always have to be 50-50. When one percentage is greater than the other, does it then become imbalanced? Well, it does become imbalanced, but then there are times when your social life may be higher than your work life. So it's important. We love that balance. We love that balance. <laughs> <laughs> so I that is balance. <laughs> I've learned to look at it on a monthly scale overall, as opposed to like, is this one particular day all work, no play? Is my week all work, no play? So, um, and I know I personally struggle with finding balance overall, because I do have two jobs. I have a transaction coordination business. I'm trying to be a good daughter, a good sister, aunt, cousin, friend, take care of me, have a life, date. And there's just not enough hours in the day. So I find it helpful if I don't measure my balance by one particular day. Um, So you guys know I live by the motto, if it's not on my calendar, it does not exist. (laughs) And so simply because I will forget all about whatever it is that you want me to put on my calendar if I do not put it on the calendar. And that also stops me from overbooking myself and draining myself. So when I do put stuff on my calendar, I color code it. So everything that has to deal with work is in red. Red is my least favorite color. And so... (laughs) Appropriate. Appropriate. It's very appropriate. My favorite colors are pink and purple. So everything that is a social event goes in purple. Everything that's a sorority event goes in pink. So if I'm looking at my calendar and I see there's way more red on my calendar than pink and purple, I know that that is an indication I need to start adding pink and purple to the calendar. And so that way I can find myself looking forward to things that actually please me and help me to rebalance who I am and not be so drained. That's a good method. But I think the key, yeah, and I think, and I don't want to get into my secret, you know, I don't want to um, disclose the secret yet, but yeah, not yet. (laughs) But um, I think you hit on a good point that if you can't look at it from a day by day standpoint, because some days will maybe work work heavy. Some Mm -hmm. days, like you said, maybe a little social heavy, like some Fridays, maybe a little social heavy, a little less less work. Yeah, Mm -hmm. less work. So you can't look at it on a day to by day scale because every day is different. And depending upon the kind of work you do, your workday may look different from day to day. Um, I know that that's the case for myself. So, you know, home life may be different. You, you know, my kids may have a doctor's appointment versus they get it. He, my son can stay in school a little longer. You know, it's just, it just depends on what's going on on that day. So I think it's important to take a more holistic look at your life overall and mm-hmm. ensure that you have a little, you have, you're filling your 
cup with a little bit of everything yeah. um, to create that balance over time. Right. And I think that's the key to it, because if not, like once you get in the routine of, OK, wake up, go to work, come home, wake up, go to work, come home, mm-hmm. then it, be- it becomes like this pattern of all I'm doing is work, but you don't really see all the other stuff that you get to do. Like if you read a book at night or if you just have 20 minutes in the morning just to meditate or something like that, put all of that on the calendar so that you can see overall, OK. These are the times that are set out for me so that I can do something that I truly enjoy. And even like small rewards, Jess, like that's what I find myself doing um, sometimes. Um, if I have time between work and picking up the children from daycare, I'm like, hmm, let me go to this ice cream shop and get like one of my favorite ice creams or something like I deserve this. I've had a long day like this is like my little reward. This is something that's going to make me happy because I know that. Once I, you know, finish this job, it's round two being a mom job, you know? So even though it's a different type of job, it's just like having that me time in between, like rewarding myself that day, even if it's just something small, um, even listening to like some of my favorite songs or um, watching something that I really want to watch. Because as soon as my toddler gets in the car, we're watching Mickey, he's watching Mickey Mouse (laughs) on DVD player. And that's what I'm listening to on the ride home. So even being able to listen to music or watch things that I want to watch, those are rewards to me. No, no big facts. Like real big facts. Um, And something like everyone's day is different. So for me, I wait, I wait until eight, eight 30. And after that's when the kids go to bed. And Mm -hmm. there is no, there is no wiggle room in that policy. That is the policy (laughs) in our household. And we stick by it. And I'm very serious about it because after the kids go to bed, my husband gets to do what he wants to do and I get to do what I want to do. And it is marvelous. Um, (laughs) It also comes with some sleep deprivation, right? Because in order for me to get in, maybe uh, depending upon what I want to do, I might have to stay up a little later. So it does come at a cost. Um, You have to sacrifice for it. You have to sacrifice for it. Well, in my life, particularly in my the way I have it organized, I have to sacrifice for it. Now, if I shifted it to more like Maya's approach, I could do things during the day, like listen to a show that I want to listen to, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. that's just the way I have my day organized. So it, it could come with a cost. And it's, and it's interesting. So like, I am very jealous that Celeste has this uh, 7.30 policy. I'm like, I wish my children, but <laughs> every household runs differently, right? So because she has that like set time, it doesn't give as much room for flexibility, but they have stuff that, you know, they have their own time afterwards. Mm-hmm. For me, we have more flexibility, wiggle room, only because my husband may get off of work later. And so, you know, I need help with the kids in the evening. We may have choir rehearsal in the evening. Like there's so many things that go on in our lives after work. I work an evening job, like I teach, you know? So it's like that routine doesn't work for us. And both of our children need us to go to sleep. My daughter acts like she can't sleep unless she's nursing. And my son acts like he can't go to sleep unless my husband is laying in the bed with them. By that time, we all sleep. So it's nighttime yep. for all of us. So, you know, but, you know, you 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 have to do what works for your household. I would love to restructure. And at some point, we would get to that transition. <laughs> but right now, that is how it is. So because we don't have that time, like nighttime, that, for us is all of us we all going to sleep so you know um i have to get in those things during the day mm-hmm. if i can 
Yep. Understandable. So <laughs> that's my two cents on it. I hope that helps somebody color code your calendar and make time for yourself. Yes. And also figuring out like what works for your family and not always comparing it to other because I do get jealous that my children don't go to sleep at 730 and I can't don't, have you cannot know <laughs> because, because like look at what you just said like you get to before you when you leave work you have a moment of peace and quiet to yourself to go to an ice cream shop I don't know what that is right I don't I can't fathom that right because for me, Camille is home with me all day. And even though I have support, depending upon the day, I have support during the day. And then my husband, like, again, there's a difference. My husband gets home at 12 and one o'clock in the afternoon. So, and then he goes and gets Ronan from school at three. So like my day is totally different than your day. Yeah. Maya. So you can, if we want to play jealousy, I'm jealous you get ice cream. Sis, wait, wait, wait. I don't know. Let me just say that that ice cream has uh, just been replaced. No, no, it has now oh. been replaced with me going to the gym. So, I mean, <laughs> it's and I don't care. care. But that's great. But Maya, that's what I mean. Like, everyone's day is structured so differently. Yeah. I don't have that luxury. You know, I will call it a luxury, um, even though it's work going to the gym. But yeah. I don't have that luxury um, to go to the gym because I'm home. I'm constantly in mommy mode. Yeah. And our routine, like you said, our routine is so structured that, it's difficult to find that flexibility sometimes. And what I'm realizing now is that I have to, you know, my husband and I have to communicate and we have to work together that once bedtime happens, if I want to work out, well, then he needs to be in the vicinity of the kids so that I can go down to the basement and go in the gym and work out. So like, it's all the moving parts. It's all the moving parts. So nine times out of 10, I just go right on up and curl in the bed and watch my show on my iPad. Instead of going down to the gym. So there you go. <laughs> That's your self-care, sis. So <laughs> all right, sorry, sorry. We we've been we've been we've been on that journey for a while, Jess. Sorry. So now we're gonna move it into because I know you got some secrets, Celeste. So tell me some C B secrets about this work life balance or imbalance that we, we're having. Yes. <laughs> so in today's segment of C B secrets. Um, I'm going to start off with two quotes and then I'll dive into my three um, secrets today. So the first quote is either you run the day or the day runs you. Mm. Yeah. So that hit me deep because my work day, because my work day is um, surrounded by Zoom or consists of Zoom. um, My day runs me most of the time. Um, I don't feel like I'm in charge. of anything i have no control yeah um y'all want to comment on that before i go to the second quote because yeah, that is deep. I, I can definitely understand that when you said it it spoke to my spirit too yep <laughs> yeah the second quote is you will never find time for anything you must make it so that speaks to kind of what i was talking about like fitting in my workouts in a day i'm real quick to say oh, i don't have time i don't when when where what time time where but you're never going to find it. It's not going to find you. You have to make it. You have to be intentional. All right. So I have to say something about that. Um, I kind of felt like, dang, can I really say I don't have time or is this just too much? So I do have a coworker who is standing at her desk on her treadmill as she is doing work. She's like, I have to work out. 
and I need to gotta get, get it done. So she's yeah. literally on the treadmill at her desk. And I'm like, dang, like that's some that's meditation. meditation. That's <laughs> yeah. I've thought about the little bicycle things that you set under the desk. Um, but that's probably like a lazy way because you're still sitting and you're just bicycling under the but desk. But you're doing but, something but, every little bit but you're doing something. Yeah. So let me get into this um my secrets today. So the first secret is don't prior oh, I think this might conflict a little bit with yours, Jess, but don't let's just go with it. Um, don't prioritize your schedule, instead schedule your priorities. So which actually might align with yours a little bit. So yes, because it all gets on the calendar. Okay. <laughs> so schedule your priorities. So like we just I think we kind of already covered it, but things change on a daily basis. And, you know, based on, depending upon what's going on at work versus family life versus your personal needs, you have to recalibrate and rebalance all the time. So, you know, one day my priority may be, I really got to get this, 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 you know, paper turned in at work. So I might have to work a little bit longer in the evening to get my paper, this, you know, whatever document submitted. Or like I said, my kids might have a doctor's appointment. So my priorities shift, but, um, you know, you you just got to identify what your priorities are and make them fit into your schedule, depending and, upon the day. And Celeste, I would say if you're adding more red onto your schedule because you got to work a little longer, just go ahead, throw some purple on the back end once you do that. OK, and then Facts. we go boom, yeah. it's on the calendar. <laughs> Facts. And and sometimes, Celeste, that part is hard, too, because literally my Friday I kind of have like a day off. It's supposed to be PD, but I don't think I have any training. So I'm like, I have a day off. But then my mind gets flooded with all the things that need to be done outside of work. And I'm like, which it's not going to be enough time between, you know, taking the kids to daycare when I have to pick them up. And I'm like, in that, whatever it is, eight hours, what am I going to get done? So I'm literally even like stressing about that. Like, okay, because Kevin is off too. So I'm like, we could sneak in a little date night, but shoot, I got to get my nails done. Caleb's party this tomorrow. We got to pick up the cupcakes and get all the things ready for his party. Oh, I need to do like, there are so many things. Prioritize, right? They so, all like, important. My nails. No. Well, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I had my nails done. Not to, you know, I understand that's a that's important to, for you. That's self-care, though. No, but I'm changing that, though. I literally am picking off all the uh, overlay on my nails because I don't have time anymore. But, sis, I have the gel polish, um, Amazon, hello, and the little UV light, okay? So if I need my nails done, I can do them myself because I don't have to, because I can do them at 11 o'clock at night, right? I don't need to go to the... Yeah, and that's what I think I'm going to start doing something different because I don't have time to go to the salon anymore, and they right. they grow yeah. out and they look a mess, and I'm I'm like, no, I can't do this. But I would say prioritize the things that bring you, like bring you joy, but also things that are like those burning things that are really bugging you. If it if those if there are any on that list, because for me, I can't function with a cluttered house or disorganized or. I can't function. Mm-hmm. So I know for myself, if I have a free day like that, Maya, I know that I'm going to be clear mind and health. I'm going to feel better if I organize and straighten up and put everything away. So that's what I would personally, if I, if I had free time, mm-hmm. that's what I would dedicate my time to, because I know that on the back end, it's going to, it's going to 
relieve so much. Yeah. 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 Well, even if you don't have a lot of time to do it all at once, you could always do a little at a time. So you can say, Mm -hmm. all right, I have a few minutes here. Let me focus on this particular room and then I'll move to something else and take care of everything else that I need to do. Yeah, you could break it down like that, too. And I want to give a shout out to to my village because the other day I came home from work and my house was clean. And I was like, and I called my uncle because my uncle always comes to do, deal with the dog. And I was like, did you clean my house? And he was like, no, my mother and then um, one of my husband's um, cousins came. They Them two got together and they, because they see how much we work and just don't have Mm -hmm. time and so like the children's clothes are clean but they weren't put away you know in the drawer so you know they helped do that and clean the kitchen and then put the bottles away and I was just like so grateful because it's just like we literally don't have time to do all the things it's Mm -hmm. a huge burden relief definitely yes shout out to the village hello village (laughs) Um, so my second secret is to strive to add value and not always the success. So what do I mean by that? So, um, what I'll say is when I work together, you know, when my husband and I work together as a team, um, I try to add value in terms of, okay, it's time to go upstairs, but the sink is full of dishes. Okay. That's frustrating to me, but the value is okay, we need to work together as a team and, and head on upstairs, get the clean up, you know, get the kids together, get them ready for bed, tuck them in, you know, read the 5,000 books that we have to read. <laughs> so I, pref- I, sh- I shift my mind to, okay, I need to be adding value in the household in that way, as opposed to feeling accomplished or successful, so to speak, in my day by doing the dishes. Because I see on I see posts on Instagram all the time, honey. That them dishes will be there when you get back, and you know the obsession over being, you know, having everything tidy all the time. When your kids are grown and they're gone, you're gonna you're going to remember those times when your house was a mess and you know you were tripping over the toys, and you're gonna miss that. So while I would love to have my dishes tidy every night, <laughs> um, at a reasonable hour. I've tr- the I've shifted to just you know adding value and being a team player with my husband and doing what we, what we need to do together to get the kids to keep them on that you know that schedule that I hold them to. And not just that, I feel like your kids will remember. Oh yeah, mommy was there for bedtime as opposed to you running around downstairs trying to clean, trying to make sure the house is tidy. It's better yeah, to have those present. moments with your kids and be present. Being yes. present. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were literally just talking about this in choir rehearsal the other day. One of the ladies who's a bit older said, like, this generation of mothers, we value quality time with our children over making sure the house is together. And I was just Very like, important. okay, so it's a it's a thing. Because literally when I came home, there was 50 million things that I could have been doing. Get, um, start cooking and this, this and that. But I'm like, I have not seen my children all day. My legs hurt from working out. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to play with them and I'm going to spend time with them. These other things will get done. But, you know, it, it that that's the value add. That's Again, that's what your yeah. children are going to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Ronan wants me to sit down and play with the blocks or color and this and third, and I'm like, but I have, you know, how them thoughts start Yes. I have, and I say, you know what, Celeste, Yes, he wants you to play with your his blocks, and if you let him down, that's how he he remembers that he knows how that 
he internalizes that feeling, right? Of mommy won't play with me. Of course, he doesn't understand. I got 500 other things to do. Right. He doesn't understand that that's not what's important to him. So agreed. I think that's the, that's the culture shift um, of our, you know, our generation. Yeah. So my last, oh, I'm sorry, go on. Um, my last secret, um, which I think we basically kind of sort of covered, so I'll go over it quickly, is balance is not better time management, but better boundary management. So y'all know that little moon on the phone? The little moon that say um, D <laughs> Honey, <laughs> I don't know if y'all see it in the group chat, um, because I don't know if it shows up on the group, but if you check my check the private text um <laughs> after 8 30. Sis got her do not disturb on. Don't call me. Don't text me. Because y'all, even y'all see, when y'all are texting sometimes in the evening, totally miss it. Because I put my phone on do not disturb. My family knows I have boundaries. Um, I have to segment and par- compartmentalize my days. Mm-hmm. So in the evening, when my work day is over, I may have a little bit of time to, load, you know, maybe I check a little social media. Maybe I text a few people. But once dinner time hit, it's, dinner t- it's, a, it's a sprint to the end. And <laughs> I don't think y'all, my, you know, the sprint, um, yes. it, it's a, it's a, it's a sprint. So I had to segment <laughs> and compartmentalize my day. So I had to create those boundaries and those fine lines. And I really stick to it. Like I don't engage on social media as much because I don't have time. And those are my boundaries. I put my phone on do not disturb. Cause those are my, ba- those are the boundaries I've set my, and likewise with work, because I work from home. I set boundaries as well. Like if I meet, I have worked till 4.30. That's that. And my husband knows don't come in here. Don't let the kids come in here. Those are the boundaries. So it's not always about time management. It's about setting boundaries. The end. Okay. I appreciate those tips and I don't even have kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they're still applicable even without children. All right, well, I'm just going to move right into the motivational moment. Living from a state of constant stress will keep your life in a constant mess. And so I was listening to one, listening to someone speak earlier, um, talking about the heavy lifting that especially women, you know, and moms have to do constantly because you're always thinking about the next thing. So moms, I say in particularly, because you're not even just thinking about yourself, you're thinking about your children and what they have going on, what you have going on and how to strategize everything. But it's not even just moms. Um, it's, it's people without children as well, because, um, my supervisor was talking the other day and she said she noticed at one point on a job that the mother would get less of a load because they just assume because, okay, she doesn't have children that she didn't have um, as many priorities and things like that. So she could handle more of a workload. Either way, it's not fair. Right? I feel like that happens to me a lot as well. Yeah. It's, it's not fair because even before I had children, I had 50 billion things going on. Right. So with children, it just, you know, just doubled it. And so I mm-hmm. think that, that really hit me about living in constant stress, always thinking about, you know, what's next, what's going on next, what's going on next. Because I think that I may have had a panic attack not too long ago. I'm not exactly sure if that was it, but I kind of think maybe it was like, I called my mother, like, um, something is going on with me. Like, can you come over? And it was right (laughs) after, um, I was talking to my tax lady about, 
like more information that she needed. Um, somebody else was texting about something else. And I think it all may have come to a head, even though I didn't like, I didn't feel like I was overloaded, but I think I may have been. And I think my mm-hmm. brain was just like, sis, chill out. And so I'm like, okay, I need to be more aware of how stress will cause a physical reaction, you know, in Definitely. my body, because as we know, it does. And just thinking about, okay, what are the ways that I can lighten my load? So Jess, I have started doing um, to-do lists and calendars. And although I may not follow the to-do list all the time, I know that now I have to brain dump. Like I have to put stuff down in order for me to know like, oh shoot, this needs to be done. Oh man, this needs to be done too. Um, because we we can't live in constant stress. And also we have to make sure that we are healthy for those that depend on us. That and if true. we're not healthy or happy for those who depend on us, like then what's the point of it all? So yep. we can't keep putting ourselves on the back burner for everybody else. So again, just looking at ways to strategize in order to make our lives fulfilling, to fulfill our dreams and do the things that we want to do, as well as be that valuable member mother, friend, sister, you know, to those other mm-hmm. people. But it's a lot. And and being new to it, because going back to work was really, uh, that was stress inducing for me, you know, working from home during COVID, then getting another job where I had to work in person, had to figure out daycare and my children and timing for work. Like that was all too much. And I want to know who came up with the system. Like how <laughs> me a a parent and work full time like who how like like, I don't like I really question that every day who came up with this system just getting them out of the house alone is like a job in itself and so I know now some lawmakers are looking to reducing the work week to 32 hours and things like that Mm -hmm. it's necessary and then the cost of living need to go down to reflect it because when you or the income goes up, something, something, something got to give. Something got to give. <laughs> but when you really think about life, because um, I was watching something else, like middle age is not 50 and 60. Middle age is your 30s. No, sis. Middle- 30 is where it hits. Like, like you said, whether you're a mother or not, 30 is a very pivotal moment in time. That's when that midlife crisis hits. That's the middle age. That's, yes. the, middle, that's the midlife crisis. That's it's the not mid. 50. And 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 to think if you working all the way up to you like sixty, which is the common retirement age, you know, it's just and like hey, hurt, yeah. most of your life has been spent working. Like what what have you missed? What have you? And I think that's why you know this entrepreneurial spirit has really been hitting my household because it's like <laughs> we don't want to have to live that type of life. Like we want to be able mm-hmm. to do things with our family, spend time and not look back and be like, dang, all we did was work so much. Right. I was going to say, even if you don't have the ability to fulfill any, fulfill entrepreneurial uh, ideas, being present in those yes. little, in those moments, like I said, instead of doing the dishes, going upstairs and reading that book and, and sacrificing some of my time for the sake of being present with my family, it, you got to be present. Yeah. Definitely. And um, even just being in the moment, because literally as I'm fighting to load up my computer to get on the podcast, I'm asking my husband, are you cooking dinner or do I have to figure that out after the podcast? Like, you know, still thinking about, all right, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Right. And so it's like be in the moment, 
like yeah. be in the moment and and absorb mm-hmm. the moment because you know the those are important as well the moments yep so everyone i hope that you got something out of uh, all the advice that was given today about work life balance or imbalance whatever it looks like for you <laughs> no we're balance we're talking balance now okay we're talking balance right so Whatever it is that you have to do, like not comparing yourself to others, structuring your life in the way that you need to structure, but also making sure that your dreams don't go down the drain because you're trying to be there for other people, making sure that you're your best self so that you can be what you need to be for other people. All right. Well, I think that is it. So we will catch you on the next episode. However, if you would like to reach us, you can send us an email to pretty, the letter in purpose, duh, at gmail.com. We are Pretty in Purpose podcast on Facebook and our Instagram is at pretty underscore the letter in underscore purpose, duh. And now Maya and I are going to go run. Now we're going to go run because we already thinking about what we got to do, right? Maya? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as we hit end, Maya and I already know what we got No, but it's, it's, it's work texting about like, I'm like, I'm off. Like, Boundaries. 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 Don't even respond. So that's all, folks. Thanks, PMP Posse.